0: It was a Friday in October 1966, in London. The speaker stood before us. He was tall, grey, gaunt and haggard. He still wore the marks of torture. At one point during his address, he had lifted his shirt to expose deep scars in his torso. Yet his spirit was free from bitterness. He had shown only gentleness and love, in stark contrast to the brutality he had experienced. When he had finished, there was no applause. We had been shocked into silence. There was nothing to say. The speaker was Richard Wurmbrandt, Pastor Wurmbrandt who had just been released after 14 years of imprisonment and torture in Romania. During the following years, he would tell his story in his books, Tormented for Christ and In God's Underground. This account of his life was written by John Stott, who was the rector of All Souls Langham Place in London for many years. Now, I too lived in London in 1966 and indeed heard Richard Wurmbrandt speak at a meeting that I attended. But I don't know that it was the same one as John Stott was at. But reading this, reading this account that he wrote, made it personal to me. And therefore, I would like to share it with you. So Richard Wurmbrandt, his picture of obviously is up there, was born of Jewish parents in 1909 in Bucharest. His parents were atheists and he was brought up with no formal religion. He was orphaned while still a child and later plunged recklessly into the life of a playboy. But in 1936, he was converted to Christianity to the testimony of a village carpenter, who gave him a Bible. Soon afterwards, impressed by her husband's change of behaviour, his wife, Sabina, also became a believer, and both of them were baptised. He was then ordained into the Norwegian Lutheran Church and served in their mission in Bucharest. During the years of German occupation, he was three times arrested for evangelizing Russian prisoners of war. The Nazis gave him his first bitter taste of prison, interrogation and torture. However, in 1944, the Soviet communists seized Romania. Then, while many official church leaders compromised and collaborated with them, Richard Wurmbrandt began a ministry to the faithful underground church, witnessing both to Russian soldiers and to the enslaved Romanian people, teaching the word of God and smuggling in Bibles and Christian literature. It was very risky work. And in February 1948, the secret police kidnapped him in the street. And his 14-year ordeal of imprisonment began. It was actually in two parts. He was actually released in 1958, after eight and a half years. Although he was warned not to preach, he did resume his work in the underground church. And he was arrested again in 1959 and sentenced to 25 years. The prison authorities subjected him to every torture which human cruelty could devise, hoping to break his spirit and induce him to betray his friends, and this is what he wrote at the time. I had been brutally beaten and kicked, derided, starved, pressured, questioned ad nauseam, threatened and neglected, but he refused to give in or renounce his faith. He even continued his underground by evang- 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 evangelism, evangelism by developing a Morse code and tapping messages to fellow prisoners in neighbouring cells. In this way, he continued to be sunlight to fellow inmates rather than dwell on the lack of physical light. However, the worst trial he had to endure was three years in solitary confinement in a dank underground cell, cut off from all communication with people, except his present guards and his interrogators. For a human being as sensitive as Richard Wimbrandt. This was a ghastly experience, and he wrote, I spent three years alone in a cell, 12 feet below ground, never seeing the sun, the moon, the stars, the flowers, or snow. He had no Bible or other book, or any personal possessions. Alone with his thoughts and in order to preserve his sanity, he developed his own special routine sleeping by day and keeping awake all night. He told himself jokes and invented new ones. He played chess with himself using pieces made from bread. He made friends with a spider, which later froze to death. He composed 300 poems and committed them to memory. Above all, he prepared and preached a new sermon to himself every night as if he were preaching in church. Each began, dear brothers and sisters, and each ended with a decisive, Amen. He turned the essence of each sermon into rhyme in order to help him remember them. And after his release, wrote down 350 of them. 22 of them were published in a book. The thoughts which flowed into his sermon were mostly intimate conversations with God, with angels and with human beings like his wife and their son, Mihai. They were introspective and imaginative, mostly lucid but sometimes bordering on the insane, as if his mind had become unhinged. All his human emotions, love, pain, anger... Compassion, hope, doubt, despair were expressed. And they kept him sane. Alone in my cell, he wrote, cold, hungry and in rags. I danced for joy every night. In 1964, under a general amnesty resulting from an east-west thaw, all political prisoners were released and Richard Wurmbrandt was set free. When he reached home, he said to his wife, don't think I've simply come from misery to happiness. I've come from the joy of being with Christ in prison to the joy of being with him in my family. Richard Wundbrandt was ransomed by some Norwegian Christians who paid $10,000 to the Romanian government for his release. Now, he was reluctant to leave his country and his ministry, but the underground church leaders urged him to go to the West in order to be a voice for the persecuted church throughout the world. When he left, the Romanian authorities warned him not to speak against the communist regime, threatening him with kidnapping, assassination, or even slander about an invented scandal. But Wumbrandt ignored these threats in 1966 he as already related he came to london he also testified before the internal security committee of the us senate in subsequent years richard and sabina founded christian mission to the communist world and similar missions in almost 30 countries in 1967 he started an organization called the voice of the martyrs which was an interdenominational organization Its mission is to serve persecuted Christians worldwide, offering practical and spiritual assistance and leading other members of Christ into fellowship with them. He faithfully toured the world, seeking to make known how widespread is the persecution of Christians. He wrote more than 18 books. In 1990, following the fall of Ceausescu, they returned to Romania after an exile of 25 years, and received a hero's welcome. Richard died in February 2001, aged 91. The established church in Romania is, of course, the Eastern Orthodox Church. The Roman Catholic Church is smaller, and there is a spectrum of Protestant churches. It was the Baptist church that had suffered the most under the communist repression. For instance, in 1958, 600 Baptist pastors had been dismissed, imprisoned, or disappeared. The 200 pastors left were mostly elderly or were perhaps informers. So although there were about 1,000 Baptist churches, there were only 160 pastors leaving 480 churches with lay leadership. This has been rectified now, of course, and other social projects such as orphanages for HIV-infected children have been set up. It was darkness indeed. Richard von Brandt in an underground cell for three years. The country ruled by an oppressive government and dictator in a godless and secular state. Our reading today from Ephesians talks about darkness into light, as I quote, For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness and truth. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the Sunday when we think about Christian unity, and we must remember all those Christians who don't have the freedom to worship as we do. Even now, many suffer, and we can remember and pray for them. There are people like Richard von Brandt who would not suffer in spite of the persecution of his faith and managed to let the world know about the evils of the communist state and were real heroes. They overcame evil with goodness and love. Richard knew that God was with him, even in the darkest of the dark times. We don't have the problem of having direct opposition to our faith, but there is evil and darkness in every society, and we must try and combat it with the love of Jesus and our faith in him amen now have some music for reflection thank you